The devil came after Jesus. Lord knows he's going to come after me. You're looking for God? I'll tell you how God usually shows up. It ain't when the skies open up. It ain't when the church doors open up. God shows up in ordinary people. In ordinary ways. We'll work through and then after that we will have some time at the table. Which is for everyone. Uh, you have to say this, at least I feel like I have to say this every Sunday. The table uh, in this church is open for everyone who is seeking the will of God for your life. I don't care if you're Methodist, I don't care if you're Baptist, I don't care where you come from. You don't have to be perfect because if you had to be perfect, you couldn't come anyway. Right. If I had to be perfect, I couldn't come. If you had to be perfect, you couldn't come. And that's what it means to come to God too, is to come just the way you are. And that's the trick, is to come. Uh, and a lot of us will beat our heads against a lot of rocks before we realize that we need to come. And find rock bottom. So uh, rock bottom is not an excuse for not coming. In fact, it's usually the inspiration to come. So all of that is about the table, uh, which we will open up in a few moments. Uh, for those who are here, to come and receive grace. It is a way of remembering, yes, but it is also an avenue of grace. It is an avenue of power. To receive help in time of need. Uh, uh, so the table will be open. Uh, as the arms of God are open for all of us, um, as we read and work through these two verses about the baptism of Jesus. Jesus did come to be baptized. And what we read uh, uh, are these words. Uh, as everyone was being baptized, Jesus also came to be baptized. And you say, how did Jesus know that it was time to come and be baptized? Well, he knew because of what had come before. He knew because he had been prepared needed help as a baby and as a young boy and as a young man growing up how much more do we need the way for him you may not like to hear that that Jesus needed people to point the way uh, but more now than probably at any time in my life I realize that we need that at all points in our life not just when we're a baby but we need people who will point the way for us and it is only a stubborn spirit that will say, I will not do what I know that I need to do, no matter how many people are telling me what it is that I need to do, and I know in my gut that I need to do it, I'm going to do my own thing. I can remember a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. This is when I was still more of a knucklehead than I am now, and even I knew it probably wasn't the best idea in the world. But you didn't have one, you didn't have two, you had a bunch of people that were lined up saying, this is why you probably need to think twice, you need to think twice before you make this decision. And it turned out that everybody that was telling him this was telling him this out of friendship. And it didn't work out. Does that mean that everybody knows better than I do? Nope, that's not what it means. But it does mean that for each and every one of us, there is that in our deep place. That but and so Jesus knew... And we know because of the help that we have received from time to time. And we need help. We need help to know the way. We need help to know whether we need to keep the job or take a new job. We need help to know whether we need to maintain this relationship or we need, for whatever reason, we need to maybe take a break. We need help to know what it is uh, in terms of the opportunities, bless you, the opportunities in front of us and to make the most of those opportunities. And so Jesus knew that the time was... And as he was praying, the scriptures read, as he was praying, as he was praying. Now it's a good bet that this was not the first time that Jesus had prayed about his future. And you and I will spend the days of our life 
praying about something. You may not buy it, but every person in this room will spend the days of his or her life praying about something. Praying to meet mace in life where there are no problems. Praying, good luck is right. Praying for this, praying for that. And I have to say it, you pray with the words of your mouth, but you also pray with the motions of your spirit. You pray when you open up the book. You pray when you are in a room where somebody else is saying words of prayer. There are any number of ways to pray, but you and I are praying people, and you will pray about what it is that you are committed to. And how do I know what it is that I'm committed to? Very simple. I will tell you exactly how you and I can know what it is that we are committed to and who we are committed to. What we do day after day after day is what we are committed to. Not just for the moment, not just when I feel the happy shivers, not just when I am in a good mood, but what I do day by day by day is who and what I am committed to. You want to know if you're committed to a person? You say, I love this person. You know how you find out that you love a person? This is why the more I walk through this life, I'm convinced that people need... You hadn't fought enough yet. And until you find out whether you got the stuff on the inside that can see yourself through a couple of fights, you don't need to get married. None of us. This is for everybody. You can say, well, this is the perfect job. No, it's not. There is no such thing as a perfect job with people that you always get along with and the pay is exactly what you thought it would be and you never get a crazy call, and you never have to deal with a person that you never thought you'd have to deal with, it doesn't exist. Day after day after day, and that's when all of a sudden you find the miracle. You and I want miracles in a second of time, and you say, can you get a miracle in a second of time? You bet you can. But miracles, God help me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Miracles are very cheap because, you know why? It still doesn't determine what I'm going to do after the day I got the miracle. You get new eyes in your head. You get new ears in your head. You get a new life there. I'm going to preach now. I'm telling you, I'm going to preach. Because somebody in the... You can get time. You can get people. And at the same time, you have never stopped to do business with the fact of what's going on in here. What am I committed to? Who am I committed to? And so Jesus is here praying because He's been praying about it for a long time. And what I will pray about for not just a minute and not just for a day. Someone said, I tried prayer one time, it didn't work. You tried it one time. <laughs> it's like people who say, I ain't going back to church because I got hurt. And I have a lot of sympathy with that. But brothers and sisters, you and I will go out to eat even when we have a bad experience in a restaurant. And the chances are you may go back to the same place again. So why should it be any different with church, huh? Why? Someone tell me why it should be any different. It shouldn't be. I'm telling you. You say, why are you preaching? I don't know, because it wasn't on my radar, but here it is, so we've got to deal with it. I'm talking about Jesus being committed, and I'm talking about us being committed too. Thank you. This is food right here. And if you're hungry, you're going to go and get food. I'm telling you, there is food at the table. There is food in the house. There is food in the Spirit of the living God. But you and I have got to get a vision that is beyond the finger that is in front of my face. You and I have got to get a vision that is beyond just paying the bills. We do. And so when Jesus comes, what happens? He's baptized and the heavens are torn open, it says. 
and the spirit like a dove, and then a word from heaven. This is my son with whom I am well pleased. And then, brothers and sisters, that's when it's all over. No more hiding. No more playing games. There it is. And now what do you have to do? You have to live into the vision. And you talk about a vision. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Not one miracle. Not one healing. Not one teaching. And now he has got to live into the vision. And says to us by example, do you, do I, do we have a vision that is more than just paying the bills. That is more than just getting through life. Jesus is telling us people. And I'm glad you asked that question along with Jesus because I'm going to give you three ways that you can tell that you got a vision for the job that you got, the job that you may need, for the relationship you're in, for the relationship that may be coming, all the way to a church. Here are three ways. And the first is it's going to build on what it is that you got right now. Like the man who wanted to run and, got, and the coach said, you can't put in what God has left out. I wanted to run fast when I was a little bitty kid and I was convinced that if I got the fast shoes like, like Ledbetter had around the corner, then I could run just as fast as he could. I still don't run fast, Derek. I'm faster than I used to. Now I can stay in the heat all day. I'm still not fast. Steve's probably ten times faster than I am. Maybe not. We ought to race sometime and see. <laughs> you can't put in what God has left out. But the corollary is true. If God puts it in, and that's the thing, you and I, nine times out of ten, don't know all the good stuff that we got on the inside. Don't know all the gifts. Don't know all the graces. Don't know all the smarts. Don't know all the A-O-Me all you want. But this is true. We do not know everything that we have got on the inside. And so a vision will always begin with where you are. Where you are. And so it's a question to ask. Where am I right now? I'll tell you what's there with you. You're, wherever you go, there you are. Amen is right. You can go to Timbuktu. You can go to Shanghai. But there you are. Wherever you go, there you are. And what that means is this. You and I never seize beyond the present day will always build on what it is that you got. The second thing is this. It will help you to see further and farther than you could without the vision. Without vision, the people perish. Nine times out of ten, people get into trouble because we don't have a vision beyond the needs of the day. We cannot tell ourselves, this is what I see for my life, this is what I see for my church, this is what I see for my relationship, with vision to see beyond. And that's how you can always tell. I was a little jealous of Steve yesterday because he got to be up on the stage and he was climbing all over anything and said, why didn't you? I said, well, wasn't there room on the stage for both of us? And I would have liked to climb around a little bit, but Steve was just, just everywhere, nailing everything. And at one point, Jim Guy said, man, I love it when a plan comes together. We needed more studs. I don't know why, but we needed them. And here come the guy from New Albany bringing them. It's a vision coming together. And Jim Guy said, I an image of what it means to have a vision, whether it's for one of ours or for somebody else. And if you want me to give you an example of what it might mean for a church to get a vision, we say, if we can do it for Tesha, who else could we do it for? Amen. Man, who else could we do it for? 
There are resources. There are all sorts of things out there. And if we could do it for her, what could we do for other people? So people might be able to say, Behold the kingdom of God. It helps you see beyond the day. A man's reach should exceed. So the way you can tell, the final way you can tell you got a vision is because it bears fruit. There are dark visions. There are ugly visions for sure. But every good vision, every good vision will bear good fruit. Individually, corporately, every good vision will bear fruit. When I was a little kid and growing up and I knew everything. <laughs> and you don't. You in this room thinking you know, you don't know everything. I'll say it over here to the window. You don't know everything. I know you think you do, but you don't. He said you are not taking the long look. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you are not taking the long look. I'll just borrow it. Dr. King on the last day of his life, probably knowing he was getting ready to get killed. He said, I've been to the promised land. I've been to the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know that we will get to the promised land. Ask yourself regularly to do what God wants you to do. Do the very best that you can and trust God to keep you from blowing it. Commit yourself. Do the very best that you can and trust God to keep you from blowing it. Baptize decisions, you bet. God baptize our decisions as people, as a church, as this part of the world. For what we can do in this world, help us to get a vision. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Give us knowledge, give us wisdom, insight, and help us to get a vision that's bigger than ourselves. Big enough even for the name of Jesus. As we open up the table right now, we ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit on this meal, on this cup, on this plate, on this food, on this drink. Make it be for us the body and the blood of Jesus, that we may be redeemed in vision. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in to A Quick Word, brought to you by Ebenezer United Methodist Church. If you'd like to join us in person, Sunday worship is at 9, Sunday school at 10, Sunday evening Bible study at 4. Our youth group meets at 5.30 on Wednesday evenings. Come and check us out. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace.